Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode and being in this time and space with us. Today is a super cool episode because I have a homie, a light being here with us. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Aid. <laughs> so Aid and I connected on the interwebs. I don't even know how long ago, like over a year for sure. And yeah. Um, she actually gave me the opportunity to be on one of my first, um, podcast episodes, which is funny enough. So the reason that I am like kind of able to do this is because, um, I got my tips and how to from her podcast episode and we kind of, you know, aid is a um, content creator for festival, um, things, and then also is a life coach. And so we kind of connect on many different avenues. So when, how did we first connect? Was it TikTok or Instagram? I think it was TikTok. And I want to say it was like 2020 times. I want to say, which is crazy. It feels like it was like not that long ago, but it was, you know? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So what did you start out? Because when I first um, connected with you, I don't think that um, your life coach business was like up and running fully yet. Mm -mm. No, it wasn't. Which is so you started out with um, festival content creation, right? Yeah. So I started that, uh, September of 2017. So my anniversary Mm -hmm. is coming up with that. Um, Mm -hmm. I just graduated from college and I quickly found out I didn't like the nine to five, you know, (laughs) working for someone else. And I was like, what else am I going to be doing with my time? You know? So Mm -hmm. I was two years into going to music festivals and I really just wanted to create a place to help other people go to these events and festivals Mm -hmm. because I was finding that there wasn't much out there. Like, of course there's like the general, like, oh, the event starts from this time to this time. But like, I wanted to know, like, what do I wear? You know, what's the vibe Mm -hmm. like, you know? (laughs) And that was for like festivals like Coachella and EDC. Like I went to those, like not knowing anything. So I was like, let me create a place for this. So I started a blog to start. It was vibe with aid com, which it's still up. I, I don't keep up with it as much, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of where it started at all. So like putting tips and everything on there. And then, you know, as social media grew, I just kind of like tapped into the other platforms and things to be on with that. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool concept because I feel like, you know, people who are just wanting to go to festivals for the first time, they do have so many questions and they don't have mm-hmm. kind of, you know, there's not really many resources that kind of give you the um, quote-unquote vibe of it all you know all the little yeah. details so what was kind of like the process like of um, the transition of going into festivals and then like wanting to create this for people yeah it really was going to Coachella and like EDC like mm-hmm. those are such like big events that were such big undertakings it felt like mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to like put whatever was going on in my head onto like, you know, somewhere, which was a blog at that time. So I started out Mm -hmm. with like a Wix site um, and everything. I just kind of like Googled and like figured out how to have a blog or like, what's the strategy? Like I went to school for marketing, so it kind of was a little bit easy to transfer those skills, but um, that's kind of what started it. I just started building that website and getting it to where I wanted it and then just started writing. And then I already had an Instagram, so I really should have started a brand new one, but I just kept the one I had. Cause I was like, Oh, I already have like 2000 followers from like high school yeah. and college. So the ego part one on that part, 
(laughs) when I I probably should have started a separate account, but it is what it is. So that's kind of how that transition. And I just changed the username to vibe with aid. And I was like, that's what it's going to be. Welcome to my new page kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I announced it. Even though you say like um, the ego wanted, you wanted more followers. I also applaud you because I know that it's hard for many of us who kind of want to start doing our own thing, but feel held back because we have people from high school, you know, and have people from our past on our Instagram and they're like, and we're like, oh, I don't want, you know, to be seen like, you know. Yeah, definitely. I just was kind of like, you know, people can either continue to follow or they can unfollow Mm -hmm. me, you know, and it's funny because I still have people from high school, you know, and they're like my age with families and houses and stuff, (laughs) but they're still liking my content and they'll like DM me being like, I love what you're doing. I think it's so fun. And I'm like, awesome. (laughs) So over the kind of, so it's been 2017, 2018, 2019, yeah. 25, five six years, years five years, almost wow. five years. Yeah. When was kind of like the point where you um, wanted to expand and grow into like, um, you know, your other business as well? Yeah. So coaching, I always had a thought. Um, I had a career coach when I first moved to Austin through this program I was doing And, you know, it was this older gentleman in his fifties, I want to say with like a family and everything. And that, Mm -hmm. so that was my perception of a coach. Right. So Mm -hmm. I really liked what he was doing. And I was like, man, I would really like to do something like this. Cause growing up, I've always been in some type of mentor role to like younger Mm -hmm. people of some sort. So I had that thought, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to be a coach one day. And I just kind of like slated it in the back of my mind, you know, for a future time when it feels like I should be that. And it it wasn't until it's interesting, like the timeline of it all, because I started going to festivals, then I started vibe with aid and then through vibe with aid, I ran into, um, do you know, Maddie Maple? I don't think so. Heard of that name. She's also a coach and she's maybe one or two years younger than me. And Mm -hmm. she also goes to raves and festivals. And here I am seeing her, you know, develop her coaching brand. And she also goes Mm -hmm. to raves and festivals. And I, it was one of those feelings, well, like, well, she can do it. Yeah. Like, why can't I, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, and so seeing that I just kind of like followed her for a while, like through 2020 and then um, end of 2020, I was kind of like, you know what, I need to figure something out because I'm tired of working this job. I don't want to go to another job. So like, it's kind of time to figure something out this next year. And, you know, she has a podcast and she dropped, you know, that little thing of like, if you want to get into coaching, like I'm taking clients now on how to start a coaching business. And I was like, well, message received, like this is my time. (laughs) So it was at the start of 2021, her and I, uh, started working together and again, things just kind of fell into place where I got that sign to leave my job and launch the business. And it was like, all right, time to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So do you now do that like full-time as a job? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Power to you. Thank you. Thank you. you Like have escaped your little matrix. Yeah, I have. Nice. Um, Yeah. It definitely took some time. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think all of the work I did with vibe with aid and Mm. documenting the growth and the progress made it very easy for people to be like, yes, I want that too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm not teaching about like content creation, but more so yeah. just like how to step into a life that feels fulfilling to you and really mm. figuring out your path, because that's what I struggled with so much. Mm. And so my followers had seen that. And by the time that I was ready to put out something for coaching, like I booked out my one-on-one within a week, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so that was my first launch and I was just like, okay, like I'm onto something. This is something mm. that people need. Like this is what is resonating for people. So I was still freelancing and doing that kind of stuff just to help, you know, um, make me feel a little bit secure Mm -hmm. while I was launching it. But as of right now, it's fully uh, my income. And then I have a couple side income with vibe with aid and some other stuff, but that's Mm -hmm. basically my full income now, (laughs) which is crazy. Did you, do you think that there was like a turning point in your journey before you even kind of started by with aid where you kind of were like, okay, like, so we see, you know, in your life coaching, you started getting the signs, you know, and you Mm -hmm. thought through someone else. And then, you know, when the universe kind of gave you the timing, but was there a time where you kind of just knew that it was time to start content creating seriously? And also like, were there any doubts or were there any kind of like hesitancies that you experienced? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess the turning point with going more into content creating, I'm trying to think, I think it was really uh, when I started YouTube. So Mm -hmm. I started YouTube and because I had all this written content and I was like, oh, I could put it into video format. And one of the videos that really popped off was how to prepare for EDC Las Vegas that usually does Mm -hmm. the best on YouTube. Um, And the way that the response I got with that, I was like, okay, you know, like, let's keep putting more time into it. And, um, then I, you know, came across vlogging and all that. And I was like, Oh, like let's vlog my EDC experience, my EDC weekend. Mm -hmm. This was EDC 2018. And so that kind of, I think was the momentum I needed of like, okay, now I can like, you know, show what the experience is like. And I really love doing the vlogs because I get to show Mm -hmm. the experience and like the behind the scenes and everything. Um, so I think 2018 was a big kind of turning point of like, okay, let's keep spending more time on this. As for doubts, I don't think it was really like, I doubted myself. It was just more second guessing. Like, is this working? Is this like what people are liking? Like it was more so I never really had imposter syndrome with vibe with aid. Like I did with coaching, coaching. I felt like I, I did because that's such a big thing, right. To jump into. with the content creating it was more so like just the second guessing because it was still so new and Mm -hmm. as social media was also growing too I felt like I was like trying to figure out these different platforms these different content formats and like what I liked creating best Mm -hmm. um so I don't really think there was any doubts when it came to content creating just kind of like needed to work to get more confidence in myself and showing up online. And mm-hmm. it definitely took some time to navigate that. Yeah. And I like how you um share like it almost is like when you put out your manifestation, you put out your action, you put out what you want to give the universe responds really well. And that's kind of when you know you're on the right path, you know, exactly. Because the universe is like, well, let's try this. And you know, for me, sometimes I'll do something and then it won't really give me a big response. Not that it's not worthy, but then I'm like, okay, well, I feel if I'm on the right path with the universe, she always shows us. She always says like, mm-hmm. you know, like good job. It's kind of a mo- momentum. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I think it's also important to notice what that could look like because it might not come in the way that you desire to, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we say like, oh, I want this, but we don't mm-hmm. recognize we've gotten it in that way. Does that uh, make sense? Yes, yes. And that's I something feel- that- Go ahead. Oh, because I just feel like we don't recognize certain progress as being that because it wasn't what we intentionally wanted, right? So like people striving for like the 1K or 10K Mm -hmm. subscriber count, but in the meantime, they have really solid engagement that they should be praising and they have people commenting and they have people DMing them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting. Yeah, that's really true. And that's a message that actually came to me yesterday through a um, friend. Um, my friend Sierra gave me a reading and she um, talked about how, and this really resonated with me, how I'm almost not giving myself credit for the manifestations that have already come through or all the blessings mm-hmm. that have come through, you know, which is such a kind of, um, and then when that is brought to my attention, I feel so ungrateful. You know? Yeah, <laughs> the universe gives us so much and I'm like, well, could have been better. Like, how dare I? Yeah, no, I I feel you. I had that same aha moment just with gratitude. I remember mm-hmm. I was in my, I think my second apartment here in Austin that I had that moment of like, man, I have so much to be grateful for and I haven't been grateful for anything. And then like from that point forward, it was just like, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pouring out, but I think it's just natural. And especially in our society, we always Mm -hmm. are constantly working to that next thing that it's just been so conditioned in us to not be present in what we've already created for ourselves. Mm, I agree. So I remember we talked about, I think on your podcast episode that I was on, like whenever, but, um, astrology. So would you like to share your astrology chart? Oh yeah. Let me pull up the full thing, but, um, Taurus sun, Mm-hmm. Virgo moon and mm-hmm. Capricorn rising. So I have all three earth represented in my big three. Mm-hmm. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grounded AF, but also mm. hard on myself. AF yeah. is what I like to say. Um, and then to go like big six would be Mercury and Gemini, Aries, mm-hmm. Venus, and Leo Mars. Literally a perfect chart for what you do. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm not too familiar. I'm com- becoming more familiar with the Mercury and the Mars. The Aries Venus mm-hmm. is like, yes, I, I know yeah. that. <laughs> I <laughs> fall quick and I fall fast, but the other two I'm still <laughs> kind of becoming a little familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Gemini Venus is definitely like a great, well, Gemini is ruled by Mercury, which is communication. So, I mean, I feel like if you didn't have that Gemini Mercury, then you wouldn't be able to have the podcast because all the earth signs are like, yep, yeah, that's great. You know, (laughs) and the Gemini Venus is like, well, the Gemini Mercury is like, I have some things to say, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But I asked because um, I'm like a Capricorn moon. And so I remember, I think we talked about this before, but like the hard on ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. that Capricorn energy literally is like, it's like a father who just pressures you too much (laughs) literally no literally though and I that's also where that part comes in of like okay but what are we doing now or like what's the next Mm, thing you know yeah push the constant pushing of that and yeah I find that I think it's the Taurus sun that pulls me back like be present we're we're doing okay we're fine rest (laughs) what were your other two um I am a cancer sun and then a Leo that's right that's right so 
like my innermost self wants to be like that working bad bitch Kris Jenner but then like my ego and my personality is like I can be a mom or I can be a baby but I'm not leaving the house (laughs) and then like the Leo energy which is also my Mercury is like just absolutely like I don't fucking know just like a crazy kid (laughs) so we definitely have a lot of duality yeah yeah I love that (laughs) so I remember when we first kind of started talking one of the things we connected with um connected on is spirituality and Mm -hmm. so how has kind of like that journey kind of come to be within you and then how did that kind of work with your um festival you know like that whole self and then also like your life coaching yeah I mean, I'm trying to think what I n- never really had like that spiritual awakening point. I think it was just, um, you know, when like you just focus in more on things, like whether it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you go to the eye doctor and he just goes like one or two and he <laughs> shows you things becoming more mm-hmm. focused and less focused. I think it was one yeah, of those things yeah. where it just like tuned in more, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it, it, things have just become more finer detailed. I feel like has been my mm-hmm. progression. Um, which I think for a lot of people, you know, people always think we need to have this big aha, which is true for some, but for me, it was just more so a progression really. Um, mm. I grew up Catholic, um, and you know, organized religion was never really like my thing, but mm-hmm. I always felt connected to something in some way. And um, I've always have felt the also laws of the universe to at play, but I didn't really yeah. know about that until I graduated from college where I was literally describing the law of attraction. And he was like, do you know the law of attraction? And I was like, no. And he was like, you literally just described that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, cool. I've been doing that my whole life. And so yeah. it was like stuff like that, where I just became more aware of like that stuff and like you know, whatever you manifest or whatever is in your mind Mm -hmm. manifests into reality, like surface level stuff like that. And then just doing kind of more reading about energy levels and just like taking care of yourself. And so I feel like with my like spiritual relationship, it's really just like focusing on myself and putting out what I can and then letting the universe kind of guide me and trusting in that, you know, and I think I used to be very impatient with things. I used to be very anxious with things. And so tapping into that spirituality has allowed me to like chill out a little bit more Mm -hmm. and just know that like, I will get myself there or the universe will guide me where I need to go if it's not aligned for me. And I think alignment is just a big word in terms of that with my spirituality, just becoming more aligned with myself and the universe and others and recognizing what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now with coaching, um, I do kind of integrate it a little bit into coaching. I kind of see what people's, you know, comfortability level is. Um, oh, it did pause. Can you hear me still? Sorry, it's caught in that. You said comfortability over here. Is it working now? Yeah, I can hear you. You're just frozen. now okay that should be working yeah yeah (laughs) I think we're good now right um Um, yeah so it cut out right before you said comfortability yeah yeah so comfortability in terms of just like seeing kind of where they're at so like we do a lot of just like Mm -hmm. audits just to see where their mindsets and beliefs and everything are and so 
the key step for me is always starting out with what beliefs they have, right? What is, what are their beliefs that are currently like impacting them? Um, mm-hmm. and, and these are your um, coaching clients. Yeah. These would be my coaching clients. We always kind of start out with that because if I try and tell them, you know, you can do anything, their brain is like, absolutely not girl. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of start out by that, but doing the unraveling of those beliefs and really learning how to shift those beliefs. And then mm-hmm. we start diving into the possibility of, you know, believing in more and, you know, mm-hmm. trusting and patience and everything like that. So with my clients, a little bit of like a start to that, and then they kind of dive in more where they want to from there. Mm. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean. Like in terms of even my readings, like I would want to say, you know, certain things, but the goal of kind of like the reading and coaching is to kind of cater to the specific person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So different points for everyone and also different journeys for everyone. You know, like I always say, um, I think it's important for people in the spiritual community to know that just because someone isn't so interested in spirituality and it's not their main thing, that doesn't take away from their vibration or their knowledge because, you know, we are all meant to do different things, but someone could be the most high vibe person, you know, and not know anything about spirituality. And on the contra positive, Mm -hmm. someone could be obsessed with spirituality and be just like, oh my goodness, I'm keep getting these calls decline um <laughs> you know what let, let me scratch that last part because maybe I shouldn't say that but you know it doesn't, um, it doesn't take away um or it doesn't dictate someone's kind of like spiritual awareness um according to their interests or even their journey you know yeah for what they yeah. have believed in the past because there are a lot of people who have so much potential but just were never introduced to the concept of you know the law of attraction before mm-hmm but it's yeah. so cool to see how like the two are um, merging together, especially in the festival world and in the EDM community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I forgot to touch on that. Um, again, I think the same thing. Like, I feel like as I've been going to more and more festivals with, you know, the mentalities that I've been having as a coach and also just like mm-hmm. with my own spirituality and thinking, um, it's definitely enhanced the experience in a way, because I've been mm-hmm. able to, you know, handle challenges more clearly, you know, thinking mm-hmm. like, you know, everything happens for a reason or like this was meant yeah. to happen. And like, especially going back to electric forest, I, it was the most like, I don't know, full circle kind of feeling mm-hmm. of like, it's been three years since I've been in this place and so many things have changed, but mm-hmm it was an excitement of like who I was stepping into that forest again. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, um, I was passing out like little affirmation cards and like fun stuff like that. Or like when my friends were feeling like a little bit stressed or overwhelmed, like, you know, able to bring them back through breathing or like Mm -hmm. other things like that, you know, like that's, it's been such a different festival experience compared to before. I feel like, um, we even handled a pretty serious situation on the last day we witnessed like a pretty severe medical emergency and Mm -hmm. even just taking that calmly really Mm -hmm. surprised me, but also being able to, you know, calm the group as well and kind of like handle it as best as we could. It was no one in our group. It was other Mm -hmm. people. So 
even just stuff like that, it just feels so different in that way, being able to handle things like that. And then also directly finding, you know, everything does happen for a reason. You know, we were placed in that specific spot to help those people, you know? Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people have that victim mentality with festivals sometimes of like, Oh, Mm -hmm. why me? Why did this happen to us? Or like, you know, not, not being able to let go of expectations. Right. So it's definitely been a challenge. You know, some things have not gone perfect this year with festivals for me, but I've been able to just kind of like laugh it off or cry it off or whatever, and just know that the next best experience will come. Yeah. And I do feel like in the festival scene, we're still integrating, like being back into the swing of things, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like we're like, even we're not at the point that we were before. You know, we're still kind of like still stretching our muscles and becoming more comfortable and, you know, existing in this new um, way of being. And I'm not talking about society's rules, but like almost like this awakening, something that is kind of like um, out there that I've noticed um, when I started going back to festivals is that telepathy has seemed to increase heavy because, Mm -hmm. you know, we were so cut off from each other because we had to um, communicate with our mouths, like something over our mouths. So we started to pick up on body language. And because we're also so shy, but our urge for connection is like over the roof. So all of that kind of like, um, and it's almost like this tension between strangers, you know, and now we're like, so slowly breaking that to be able to see that is really, really cool. But we are existing in a new space. And I definitely know what you mean when you're like, helping your friends through breathing, like, it is just such a good feeling to be able to provide your friends with you know your own skills and just like be able to provide the people at a festival like a safe space like it just yeah I don't know about you I'm sure you feel the same way but it just be it feels so good to be able to serve the community in that way you know no definitely and even just like from my client base is a lot of the people that supported me before so it feels even better to give back to them in that way and like meet them at these Mm -hmm. events but yeah I I look forward to what could be, you know, there's obviously those like festival seminars or like little sessions or stuff. Like I would love to do something like that. Definitely see that for sure. Um, And doing electric forest, it was just doing the little affirmation cards around. There was Mm -hmm. these three guys that were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just dropping affirmations. They were like, what are affirmations? And I was like, here, pick a card. And these like manly men have never heard anything (laughs) about that. And then all of a sudden they like, look at it and they were like, thank you. You know, like it's stuff like that, that like, it's a ripple effect, right? You do stuff like that and then it packs them and then it impacts other people. So it's, it feels really good to be in this space now, not only as just like Mm -hmm. the content creator, but as someone Mm -hmm. that can be that person for other people and be that light, like you said. And it really is crazy how much of a ripple effect, like you can just give one affirmation to one person, but then just the heightened, you know, Mm -hmm. emotional state, the heightened, like love state that is literally affecting so many different people and it's so funny like because I feel um I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of like-minded people I'm, I'm very grateful for that but sometimes like you know these stories about a man who says oh I've never heard of affirmations yeah. it's so cool because it's like we do have like you know all of so much new frontier to still explore even though we feel mm-hmm. jaded and we feel like you know we've hit a wall and we see things that discourage us like there's still so much work to do, mm-hmm. you know, but it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't know about you, but it has literally changed the game for me, like just spirituality, mindfulness in general and Mm -hmm. my own well-being. So, which is why, you know, I aim to try to like share that. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly why I do the coaching. I mean, the whole, my whole purpose, I feel like that I've come to terms with, it's not that I like to help people. It's just a matter that I pick things up really quick or I pick things up. I learn it. I'm not afraid to fail. And then I'm willing to share how someone could do it more efficiently with more ease, with less stress, whatever it may be is what I've really come to terms with, with my purpose. And Mm -hmm. that's felt really good to me to know, like, yeah, this is this, everything that I've done in my life has led to this. Right. And I can keep fine tuning that skill of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause it used to, that's how it always used to be. Like in school, people would ask me, Oh, how did you do this math assignment mm-hmm. or whatever? Right. Or like things like that. And then even with the content creation, Oh, how did you start a YouTube channel? You know? And then I would blurt out blah, 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 all these things. So yeah. that's what I've kind of figured out with my purpose is like, it's not a matter of just helping people. It's a matter of like helping them do things quicker, more efficiently, mm-hmm. because I went through the ringer figuring it out. <laughs> helping people step into their purpose too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So what does like a meetup look like with um your clients at a festival? Oh yeah. So it wasn't anything formal this time mm-hmm. around. I definitely would love to do something more formal in the future, but I just set like a meeting time, a meeting spot um, at EDC. We had it at like the flower tower and it really mm-hmm. was just like getting to meet them in person, lots of hugs and, mm-hmm. um, taking photos, trading candy, all of that stuff. And then, um, at EDC, it was a really special moment. Cause there was like about, I want to say nine, 10 of them. And I just pulled them all into a circle and just like expressed oh. my gratitude. And like, we did kind of like a big group hug. Um, so that was a really special moment for me because all of them were, you know, clients that were either from the very beginning or even the most Mm -hmm. recent, or they were a client last year. So it was really nice to finally connect with them. And then I did the Mm -hmm. same thing at electric forest. There was maybe like four or five of them. And so kind of the same thing, pictures, hugs, Mm -hmm. words, everything. Um, so it was definitely super special. And I do the same thing for vibe with aid. Um, Mm -hmm which is always great to meet my followers in that way and subscribers and get to connect with them. And that's the same thing. And that sense, like with my clients, I meet them week after week. I see the tangible, you know, changes that are happening within them, but vibe with aid is also special too, because then I get to meet those people that, you know, usually feel like a number, right? Because I just see the likes or I see the mm-hmm. follower count, whatever. So to meet them face to face reminds me why I'm doing it and to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, like kind of getting lost in like, you know, the follower count or the numbers Mm -hmm. or like, even like what we talked about, um, you know, being like, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Yeah. Just looking at like, you know, the people that are there. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, these are legit real people. Like, I don't know, sometimes looking at the I'm like, wait a minute, this video has been played X amount of times. I'm like, that's fun. It's like, it almost doesn't feel real because it's on the screen. No, exactly. It's a, it's a weird feeling. And so that's why I do the meetups, um, to really Mm -hmm. get to meet these people and hear their stories too. Like there's so many people that are like, oh, I came to electric forest alone for the first time. And I met this girl Mm -hmm. and we both watch our YouTube videos, you know, like, 
And they bonded over that and became friends and hung out the whole weekend. You know, it's like stuff like that. (laughs) It's just like insane. It's crazy, right? Oh my goodness. That's so lovely to be like, wow, like they, these two people got to have like this experience, like Mm -hmm. in part because of me and my work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's crazy when you think it like that. And even more Mm -hmm. so like other people, when they get to go to their first event or their first EDC and they were like, your tip saved me from like, probably what was going to be a nightmare of a weekend, you know? Um, and that's all I can really like hope for, because that's Mm -hmm. what I was creating for in the first place, because that's what I, that was the content I was looking for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. True. I I literally just saw something today that was just like, create for yourself, you know, create what you need and then everything else will come. And that I was like, wow, that's really fucking true. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, what do you think other people want? Blah, blah, blah. But then that kind of (laughs) activates the authenticity. Yeah. Which is what I think really translates the best authenticity being your own vibe. Yeah. And I mean, as much as we would love to say we're like entirely unique beings, like someone's going to relate to something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, totally. We all have like some shared experience or some shared like value or something that's going to connect with someone. And I know a lot of people, when it comes to content creation, their hesitancies, like who's going to care. And I'm like, just put it yeah. out there. You have no yeah. idea until you don't put it until you put it out there. But if it's just going to keep staying in your drafts, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you, uh, well, I shouldn't say if, I should say when, you know, we have that, um, the opportunities to kind of present in real life um, at kind of like the little uh, side stage for the wellness and mindfulness, mm-hmm. um, what are some specific things that you really would like to share, Ooh. you know, in real life workshops? Yeah, I know there's probably so many. Yeah, there's so many. I think what is one of the most important things is like, creating a fulfilling life inside Mm -hmm. and outside of music festivals. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's been one of my main things because it's something that, you know, when the pandemic happened, I was like, okay, what, what is my life like without these events, you know? So Mm -hmm. I really tried hard to create a life that I enjoyed day in and day out that I wasn't Mm -hmm. yearning for the weekend or yearning for the next festival. Mm -hmm. So I would want to try and get that message across of like, Hey, have a beautiful weekend, but you need to stop running away, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know how I would like flow it out really, but that's one of the main Mm -hmm. things I would like to talk about. And I think purpose would be ingrained into that or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that could be fun. And another fun one would even just be like, would it be like a mindfulness or spirituality type session, but even just showing people how to film a festival vlog or something could be fun, like documenting your experiences and documenting like your life or whatever it may be would be another kind of fun one, because I think that's how you're able to establish growth and progress. Like I look back at old photos and old videos, and I think back to that person. And, you know, if I didn't have that, I would have no idea what I felt like then, you know? So while I do those vlogs to show the experience, it really does show like where I was at that point going to EDC or going to forest or whatever. Mm-hmm. So part of me would like to do something creative. And then the other part would be like, here's how we can have a life that feels just like a festival outside of festivals. <laughs> Sometimes I like look at back at my old videos and I like, I can't even, I'm like, this is the most cringe thing. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> same. Um, 
something that I think that's like a huge topic. And now that is being brought to a lot of people's attention, the um, integration, you know, in the life outside of festivals. And then mm-hmm. people are like, well, going to festivals and listening to the music, it's all just an escape and you're running. And I do think there is some truth to that. And I think there also is truth that like we resonate with this quote unquote escape because the real world is <laughs> the society that has been created, yeah. you know, is not sustainable, is not supportive to um, who we are at our core. And so mm-hmm. we go into this separate world and we're like, this is kind of, it kind of looks like this um, world that we all kind of pick up on this world that we want to create. Yeah. And it's hard, especially like um, I personally haven't broken out of my uh, personal matrix. And so I definitely resonate with the people that are just like, it's almost like torture, like the anxiety, like just going up. Because, you know, if you say you have some coworkers that go to festivals, they kind of get it, you know, mm-hmm. or blah, 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 into spirituality. They get, you know, something that people that other people maybe wouldn't. But then you kind of go into what we call you know, the matrix and it's like so much anxiety. And I feel like an outsider, you know, so many people in the festival scene kind of bond over the fact that they have felt like an outsider and felt Mm -hmm. like they don't quote unquote fit in in a society. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, festivals are an escape. I still see them as an escape. It's just a matter of, you know, where you put your time and energy outside of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are in a job that you absolutely hate consistently Mm -hmm. and you are just like hating all of that, you know what I mean? Like you should try, really try to take the steps to, you know, alleviate that because you're not meant to feel that way for the rest of your life. Right. You're not meant to be stressing about that forever. And in that matrix, right. Makes us feel like Mm -hmm. that. And I've also been having this thought that like, at the end of the day, festivals do make money off of our FOMO. They do make money off of our escapism. <laughs> our FOMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also know, like, people that are putting on festivals nine times out of 10 <laughs> are not like, you know, are not seeing the vision that I wish they would see, which is kind of like yeah. a fucking annoying way to say that. But I think, you know, that translates like the people who are making uh, money off festivals are doing just that making money. Like it is about making yep. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is that's why I'm not going to as many anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm doing more of that quality versus quantity because I do love the life that I've created. And sometimes those festivals do deplete me of that energy. Right. Yeah. Especially Especially when you're a giver of sorts, right. Whether you're Mm -hmm. doing the readings or you're doing coaching or you're in that giving space, you have to be very kind of careful with your energy. So, um, yeah, that I lost my train of thought after that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think also as we kind of raise an awareness and raise in our consciousness, we almost start to pick up um, kind of like the vibrations when maybe a festival is being run without the purest of intentions, you know? Mm-hmm. But then you go to a festival that has pure intentions, like, please, you know that yeah. you can smell that a mile away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I love the smaller festivals, but I definitely think um, as it started to open back up after COVID, that's when I kind of started to activate this um, warrior mode and this um, kind of opinionated, uh, mm-hmm. which kind of essence when it comes to festivals, because like, yes, this is fun. This is great. But the way I look at it, festivals are like the most sacred thing ever. I mean, besides spirit and nature and each other, like festivals are the way we can heal the earth and they are mm-hmm. taking 
music, you know, the most healing thing ever. And so when, when that's not kind of appreciated or it's being kind of, um, manipulated, manipulated, yeah. Then I'm like, this is unacceptable, you know? And I'm like, we kind of have to do something, but it does seem that we are all on the collective wave of forming just like, you know, almost like this paradise on earth. I don't know if we'll see it in this lifetime, but I know that we all pick up with the same vision, which is so Mm -hmm. comforting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, for people that are wanting to go to these events, it's definitely important to not get carried away by, I guess the flashiness or, you know, this is how great it all sounds right. And being more picky and choosy with where you're placing your energy into and what artists you're seeing and Mm -hmm. um, what events you're going to. Cause especially, you know, even in this week, we hear, we heard about two festivals that aren't happening or like organizer. Yeah. There was a ever after last week. And then there's like a international festival that pollen was hosting. Um, Uh and pollen isn't upholding to like the standards for a festival. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So it's really important to kind of take notice of these event organizers and make sure that your hard earned money is going to those experiences that are going to best suit you. Yeah. And supply and demand. So, you know, if we mm-hmm. start kind of using our voice, I, um, so <laughs> something you probably know about me because we're internet friends is that I am a, um, in my own head, by the way, this title is only given to me by myself, <laughs> but a world, <laughs> a world renowned internet troll. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just do it kind of because I'm fucking crazy. And I, in person, I really don't like do much. Like I talk to my friends when they text me or whatever, but I'm just kind of like in my own world, but the internet, mm-hmm. like my phone is my own world. So I'm like, let me yeah. just fucking havoc. But, um, my friend was talking to me the other week and she was like, yeah, like some, some festival put up photos and the photos just like sucked. And someone commented, like people were commenting about how the photos suck. And then they took the photos down. And I was like, see, trolling on the internet actually works. Yeah. And despite, <laughs> despite that joke, you know, people, the festival companies do cater to what we want and what we say. And I think that people think that maybe, or they overlook the power that we have, you know, as mm-hmm. the consumer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, you know, when it comes to the different activities and stages provided, you know, I think we're both in the same boat when it comes to. Um, a dream of ours um, being, you know, merging mindfulness in the festival scene. Like I would love to do meditations at festivals, but that's just not something that people are demanding, you know? So Mm -hmm. of course there are many festivals, like I'm going to Elements um, next week and they have this huge like ether. Yeah. It's my first time. Um, My friend Noah just had like this ticket invited me and I was like, all right, well, lit, you know, it's close by. Um, But it's called like this ether um element and it's all like mindfulness like chiropractor alignments mm. meditations like so lit you know but then there's yeah. other festivals I'm like <laughs> why are you not having a mindfulness area I just like yeah. I don't know no and I think I think it's something that's definitely going to be coming especially yes. with um you know more and more people becoming more aware about it I think it's definitely going to be something that's more important and I think when they look at a festival like Elements, Lightning in a Bottle, Electric Festival, I think probably Okeechobee does similar because it seems like their vibe. If they don't, I'd be surprised, you know? Yeah. But yeah. when people are attending those type of events and then they're not seeing that at other events, they're going to be like, well, I'm going to go to those events because mm. they offer that to me. They make me True. want to like go to these sessions and learn something about myself and like walk away with something else other than just like, 
a camera roll full of videos, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And a fucking depleted body, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's something that's going to keep growing for sure. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to see if it ever goes to like a main scale type festival, like EDC. Mm-hmm. I would be curious if they could ever do something. I know they do it at the camping. They do it at camping, uh-huh. but actually within the festival, I think could be interesting. Yeah. Um, or even like I doubt Coachella would ever do this, but could be something, you know, you never know. Yeah. I personally feel like it's almost like the way this is the wave. So it's either like hop on or get fucking wrecked yeah. by it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, oh, so in psychedelic medicine, um, like they say, integration is half of the medicine, you know, integration is half the journey. And I think mm. that goes so much for festivals too. You know, because you have like these life changing experiences, you have like just like the best moments ever, but then you go home and like, you know, we talked about, it's not really, you go back to this life that you don't really, you don't really enjoy, you know, the long and the short of it, you don't align with. So what are some kind of like tips through um, your own experiences and your own work that you have found that kind of were the biggest things that helped you integrate and start creating that life outside of the festivals that you uh, love? Mm. I think something that I've always done after a festival is, um, take notes of like just certain things, certain lessons or certain memories and stuff. I started doing that with electric forest 2018. Um, and that allowed me to remember these things, right. And to be able to come back to it of those things that I learned, those things that I experienced, And then I really just dove into more personal development. Right. And like Mm -hmm. having that thought of like, okay, if I want to get to this thing, what do I need to be learning? So Mm -hmm. I really learned, you know, how to form really solid habits, how to set goals and like actually work towards them. That was more of like the masculine part of things Mm -hmm. that I feel like I was integrating. And then obviously the more feminine stuff, how do I take care Mm -hmm. of myself? How do I learn more about my cycle and like, how do I give myself rest and stuff like that? So I feel like it definitely came with time and it definitely came with like a lot of personal development books to really like know that like, okay, this is what I want to get to. How can I start doing it? And then as I got into coaching too, getting coaches has also helped kind of bridge Mm -hmm. more of those gaps too. Um, because sometimes, you know, you can do all of the things, but you might not see the progress or you might be wondering like, oh, is there easier way to do this? And sometimes a coach can really help just to talk to or figure that out. Mm. Um, and then I think also just like capitalizing on when a big life moment does happen. Right. Um, 2020 was a big thing for me because the first two weeks or the first week into 2020, I got into a car accident and totaled my car. (laughs) Um, I told the universe I wanted a new car this year and I was going to start saving up. And she was like, bam, new car on your way. (laughs) And I was like, great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, yeah, that was a funny joke by her. Um, (laughs) she thinks she's so funny. Yeah, she really does. And then, you know, two weeks later, uh, my partner at the time broke up with me and then (gasps) no, yeah, yeah, two weeks later he broke up with me and I was just like sick. So I really capitalized on that time to go inward and like really focus on myself for that healing. But then 
use that as a time of like, okay, if there was anything I felt scared to do because I was in that relationship, like, like he would judge me for it or like he wouldn't be on Mm. board for it. Like this was a time for me to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So really just going inward and figuring out what I want and then implementing, you know, some of those habits, right? Like starting to meditate more, journal more. I did go to therapy because, you know, me being super emotional was a lot on my people Mm -hmm. in my life. Right. So I decided to talk to someone about it for that time, which really Mm -hmm. served me. Um, and then, you know, obviously everything happened with the pandemic. So then I was like, all right, I'm given more time to go inward and to focus on myself and to try things out and just like figure how to show up consistently. And I think by showing up consistently in one area, it allowed me to do it in other areas and kind Mm -hmm. of like repeat that process. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of the process I go to with integrating. And even now, you know, I come back from electric forest with all of these beautiful memories and lessons. And I'm like, all right, like, let's continue to keep doing the work that we're doing because then we'll get to the next festival and get to celebrate and then go back into the real world and keep working in that way. (laughs) The work is never finished in my mind, but it's always, I always try and take time to pause and celebrate any way I can. Yeah. Celebration and like, um, appreciating our little wins is such Mm -hmm. an integral part, especially for like us earth heavy, uh, you know, placements. Yeah. Yeah. The earth signs definitely can get a little bit hard. So Mm -hmm. for those like who are listening, who are kind of interested in your coaching, um, like, uh, services, what does a coaching session look like to you? Like, can you just book one session or is it like a membership? Mm -hmm. So right now I do have limited one-on-one spots. Um, and it is through a program called activate your life that I created. It's my signature program. Um, and what that typically looks like is 12 weeks, uh, one-on-one 60 minute calls together, and you'll get these videos to watch, um, that kind of walk through my steps to a more fulfilled life. So we talk about mindset, we talk about vision work, taking action habits and routines, um, and then how to continuously keep leveling up in that sense. And so, um, that's typically what that looks like for me and my one-on-one coaching is just based on availability. Um, and then I will be launching it as a group coaching program a few times out of the year. And so I will be launching it on August 22nd until kind of mid September. So if you want that group community type feeling, it's the same thing, just in a group format, which I always love doing because it's just nice being in a community of women that are all, you know, having the same things that they're working towards, or you get to hear, you know, how they would handle certain things. So that's kind of what, um, my coaching looks like right now with one-on-one and group. Um, I do offer single sessions every now and then it just depends, but I, I like to have a longer agreement with clients and people, um, that's 12 weeks to start. Cause that just gives me a really good grasp on who they are. We get to really bond and grow together, uh, versus just, you know, the one session it's great, but yeah, it's kind of like, hi, bye. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, whereas the 12 weeks I really get to see their growth and it's always funny in a way, because like, we'll talk about something and then the universe will send them multiple tests on that one thing we talked about. And I'm like, see, she's testing you yeah, again, yeah, yeah, and yeah. again, you know? <laughs> Um, so we always have a nice laugh about that. Cause she's like, man, she's really testing me. And I'm like, I know I'm sorry. 
<laughs> cool. So is there anything else you kind of like have planned that you'd like to share with uh, people listening? Mm, not really. That's kind of the main thing is coaching. You can find me at find your vibe one, one, one on Instagram. I'm going to go to other platforms soon. Um, and then you can find me at vibe with aid, um, for all your festival content. That's also just like, I consider that my personal page now, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the coaching is like the business page, but, um, yeah, I just would want to say thank you for having me on this podcast and sharing this space and to anyone listening who uh, could potentially be going through it or is struggling. Mm-hmm. Like I hear you, I see you, I know it's hard. Um, but everything really does happen for that reason and everything will always turn out. Okay. And you are always supported and loved. Um, and I just hope that, you know, whatever you're getting through, it gets better. Cause it always does get better. It takes time for sure. Yeah. Well, the question that I always ask at the end of my podcast is if you could give a piece of advice to kind of the world, what would it be? But your intuition oh. <laughs> you picked the, yeah, pick yeah. up on that. If that would be your, would that be your piece of advice to the world? I mean, that's a would, amazing piece of advice. Yeah, <laughs> so I would say that. And then like, just in, find a way to enjoy your day, you know, like find way to bring joy into your day and just be present in it any way you can. You know, if you're having a shit day, put on your favorite song and just dance, you know, or mm. cry or scream, do just something to bring that joy in because it's what the world could use a lot more of. And it's what True. we deserve to experience every day. We should be experiencing joy as much as possible. So mm. that feels good to leave. <laughs> yeah. And then um, what piece of advice would you give your child self? Oh, <laughs> you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> um, it really is to not be hard on myself and to not mm. stress about the future because they're, mm there's no need to stress. There was no need to stress. Um, everything worked out just as Mm. it was meant to. Um, then I would give her a big hug. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Um, I'll end this and then I'll end the call after, but thank you so much for being, um, on here with me and with us and giving me the opportunity to interview you. I definitely hold you with high esteem so I'm really thankful that you know and very thankful that we're coming full circle you know you had me on your podcast and that was such a special moment for me and thank you so much for what you do for the collective and the festival scene because I really really want to highlight that like I really really appreciate what you're kind of feeding the children if you will feeding the collective (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much yes thank you for having me on All right. And so everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning into this time and space. You are so loved. You are so cherished and you are so capable of creating the life that you desire. We will see you later.